Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're talking about presence and the importance of presence. One of our mentors and teachers, Rich Plass and Jim Cofield, they often say that the greatest gift we can give others is our transformed and transforming presence. So that's what we're going to talk about today and how we try to embody that in our personal lives and in ministry. So we hope this is helpful and thanks for listening. Hey, Austin. Hey, Wes. How are you doing today? I'm feeling better today, which is good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. It's finally looking like spring. And I think this is one of the nice Midwest like fake springs. So it's going to be cold again soon. So just being grateful. We're going to be grateful for this weather right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, man. Well, it's good to be with. Today, I want to talk about presence. We've been talking about values, um, cultural traits that we have been working through where we work at the refuge. And we have these things that we aim for and how we want to treat each other. Um, the behaviors that we tolerate, the behaviors that we we condone and we we discipline and so on and so forth. And that becomes our culture. And what I want to talk about today is presence. And we've been coached by Crosspoint. We talked to Cliff last week. And one thing that um, that they talk about a lot is the best gift that we can give our others is our transformed and transforming presence. And probably to some that sounds maybe a little esoteric or vague, or maybe it doesn't, doesn't land, but there's this phenomenon of wanting to be somewhere other than where we are, right? We want to be somewhere other than where we are. We have a dream state where we may, where we envision our lives being, we have where we currently are. And oftentimes there's just a discontentment. Um, and the goal obviously is to move from radical discontentment towards an appreciation of the journey that is life. And that requires for us to be present, to be present with ourselves, to be present with others. But the question obviously is like, how do we, how do we grow? How do we grow in that? Because I don't know about you, but one thing I've realized is if I'm not comfortable with myself, chances are I'm, I'm going to struggle with being present with other people. In other words, if I'm not showing up, you know, if I'm not properly showing up for myself, I'm not going to be able to show up for others. And it's funny. It's funny how when we lack self-awareness, often we spend time posturing to be the image of what we think others will accept and living um, in this false self, this deceptive life. It does not allow us to be fully present to others because we aren't even being present to ourselves. So that being kind of a means to set this up, what, what comes to mind for you? Is there anything I just said that maybe strikes you? Um, in this moment. Presence being a really good indicator as to how we relate to others in a healthy or unhealthy way, or how we perceive our life. Um, I think another good way to describe what presence is or like how to experience or put a, a finger on it is, are you wearing masks? 
around other people? Are, are you the same person around everybody? Um, because if you're constantly trying to see how you fit um, or you're trying to morph into whatever situation you're in, you're, you're not being able to like just experience other people in a, in a clear, consistent way. Cause you're not, when we're wearing masks, we're really just trying to figure it's like, how do I need, how do I need to act to get what I want or to be safe um, or to avoid or hide. And it's an, it can be what that kind of says. It's an indicator where if we're going to be fully present in the moment, we have to be okay with ourselves because if I'm not okay in the quiet by myself, that means I'm not okay with other people. And I try to fill that fear with I don't, either being around people all the time or working to only have shallow relationships. So being fully present is a lot harder than just like, Oh, here I am. It's, I am, I am open to what's coming or to the possible, the endless possibilities that are going to come with a difficult conversation or being fully present is really vulnerable because if I'm fully present, then I'm able to say like, all right, now I am tired. It's the afternoon or I don't want to have this conversation that we're about to have. So being fully present where all your senses and all of your effort is being put into the conversation you're about to have, or just being with people. Cause like as men, we work, we work together. That's a really good way on how we build bonds and friendship and being fully present in a situation doesn't mean we're talking all the time. It could be, we're working on a task or working shoulder to shoulder on something. But if I'm like, I think you can identify guys or like, especially just people hearing this, you can identify someone who isn't being fully present because they're absent-minded or they're not looking at you when you're talking like they're, they're, they're distracted. And that is like, it's a indicator that, I don't want to be here. And then we have to ask those questions like, why, why do you, when we're talking about, I think it's good to do this like self self analysis and like, why do I not want to be here with this person being curious about it? Curiosity being one of those other aspirational cultural traits we talked about. It kind of works together. Like if I'm not fully present with this person, but I can be with others, why is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a hard one to put your hands around if you start like really mulling it over. Well, I think the hard part about it is too, is that we talk about present wanting to be fully present with people. And I think, I think with some of the, the trouble is like, if I'm not dealing with my own stuff, I'm not going to be able to tolerate other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can't get quiet with me and like, and not, and it not caused me a bunch of tension and internal friction. Like how the hell am I going to be able to hold other, other people and tolerate other people's pain? If I can't even hold my own, it's going to be really difficult. Like often when we're met with other people, like other people are bringing their life circumstances into our world. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part two in our conversation. We'll see you then.